Hi everyone, welcome to Garden Chapel Online. Pastor Mark and myself today are just taking some time uh, to do a little bit of a conversation with one another about some of the things that go on during the holidays, some things that we look forward to, uh, to ministries that are going on, and then to things that we do with our families. We just want you to have a chance to get to know us just a little bit today. So Mark, the first question I have for you is, what are some of the family traditions that you had with your parents or that you have with your wife and your kids uh, that you guys still continue on today. Yeah. So I guess that one of the big traditions is, this is just a Dutch tradition, Christmas morning, doesn't matter what day of the week it is, you go to church. So the fact that we go to church this Sunday because it's Christmas day, that's special here, it's unusual. In mm -hmm. the Netherlands, you always go to church. And I enjoyed that. Um, in Holland, we also have a second Christmas day, and that was usually the day for family celebrations and presents, etc. But that first Christmas day, um, real Christmas day, going to church and celebrating Christ's birth, um, I thought that was like a wonderful tradition. And with our own family, in addition to that, um, many years we would um, play out the Christmas story. Mm. And uh, so that was, you know, enjoyable, fun, uh, lots of laughter, but also just get the whole idea of like, what was it like? And uh, so I think I played Joseph. Um, I also remember distinctly one year I played the donkey, even though there's no donkey in the Christmas story, I was the donkey. So yeah, good memories. What about yourself? Uh, some of the things I grew up with uh, I've, that I've brought into my family and stuff like that, um, Usually at the start of the season, we hang up Christmas stockings, and all of mm. our Christmas stockings have animal heads on them. Oh, It's nice. just one of those little fun, neat traditions that we yeah. brought in um, when I started dating Stephanie, my wife. Uh, she actually had no Christmas stocking, so that was like one of the first gifts I got her as we were dating was, yeah. you know, a, a sock with an animal head. And uh, lo and behold, we still have it today. Cool. It's hanging up, and all three of our boys have one hanging on the yeah. wall, and we're making room for the fourth one now. Yes. So trying to find that, but... Uh, yeah, that, that's just kind of like a small little yep. one, but uh, one that we started just last year that I really liked, we've been doing not only the Advent calendar, but also doing a candle at dinner mm. uh, to just remind ourselves that Jesus is the life of the world. Yep. It was something I picked up from reading. And then the Advent calendar just brings us the whole story of Scripture and brings it through the Christmas story to the point all the way to Jesus on the cross. And yeah. so it's just a great way for our kids yeah. to see that the story of scripture unfolds and it's pointing to Jesus, pointing to Jesus, pointing to Jesus. And then when he's here, that's not all. There, yeah. There's more to that story, him dying on the cross, him rising again. So I'm thankful that every year yeah, we have that. That's neat. Yeah, I think it's important for a great opportunity with kids to early on in their lives, expose them to the whole story of Jesus, not just you know the, the birth, but also to show how stories in the Bible all connect, you know, they're not just marbles in the bag, they're part of a necklace, so cool. So what's a verse, um, a, you know, in the Bible about Christmas or an aspect of the Christmas story that you just uh, enjoy in particular? Yeah, uh, this is a, a tough question because usually when we teach the Christmas story at the kid level, we teach like it in three segments. So we're covering a lot of the Christmas story real quick. So breaking it down into smaller parts is not usually the normal, but I think that one thing that always stands out to me as I teach it is the reactions of people mm. throughout all of it. Uh, Mary rejoices and sings a song and in fact writes a song in scripture uh, about how God is using her and her praise of that. You see Joseph's segment is a little bit smaller where he just immediately obeys. Yeah. 
the, the shepherds, when they come in contact with the baby and they see what the angels have said, rejoice and go out telling people what they've seen and heard. The wise men fall down and worship. Mm. You see a lot of these intense reactions, uh, not only to the good news of Jesus' yeah. coming, but also to Jesus himself. And so I think that's one thing that stands out to me every year as I that's neat, teach neat. it. You? Never, yeah, I never thought about that, but it's interesting because you, you can also look at um, other responses. So we have like Herod and the way that he responded to the birth of the king. Yep. And that's kind of like how it is even today. Um, there's people that bow down to worship and then there's those who reject him. So yeah, neat. Um, I just think of one verse in particular that always strikes me during the seasons, Galatians 4.4, 4, where it says in the fullness of time mm -hmm. that uh, God sent his son. And um, it's just a verse tucked away in a book uh, that's heavy on theology, Galatians <laughs> heavy on theology, grace, law. Uh, but that little phrase, in the fullness of time, so it was before the foundation, it was decided, decided by the, the Godhead to send Jesus into the world. But there was also like an exact timing attached to that coming. And it was in the fullness of time. It was exactly when God thought this is the moment, this is the right moment. This is when all the, all the pieces come together. Yeah. And, um, and I just marvel at God's um, handiwork in orchestrating all these events, not just the what, but also the when. And that always strikes me this season. So Yeah, it's so particular in history too, how all these events unfold and how it's being told throughout time to the point where people marvel today wondering how in the world could the Bible even be so specific. Yep. So you have uh, prophecies from Daniel and Jeremiah and Isaiah and things that just, you know, echo throughout history pointing yep. to God had this planned yep. and uh, that plan was gonna come to point and Galatians looks back and says, yep, there it is. Yep, exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, neat. All right, and so what we wanna also ask is, um, with Christmas, especially in our local church and church ministry, we tend to get a lot busier. Yeah. We have uh, outreaches, we have special services, we do special events or special things for kids and teens and parties. And, uh, and then that's not even including some of the school life for kids, uh, parental life, just getting together with friends and family. Things get busy. Uh, so what is one way that you protect yourself or try to keep yourself focused on what Christmas is really about instead of getting really whisked away with all yeah. the busyness? It's a really good question because we've, we've talked about the fact that we're asking the congregation to slow down and to simplify in order to magnify Christ. Uh, but then we have all these activities in church and when we have all these activities at church, that means that you and I are heavily involved in them because we mm -hmm. organize a big chunk of them. And so Christmas is often one of the busiest times for pastors, as you know. And so it, I really have to work hard at making sure that I don't lose Christ in the busyness, not just of the season, but in the busyness of ministry. And so I know I need to keep reading my Bible. Mm -hmm. So I, I try to be in the Word every day. Um, I try to listen to um, Christian uh, Christmas music. So this year, pretty much banned, uh, banned uh, all non-Christian Christmas music, <laughs> not because I think it's wrong, but it just doesn't help me focus on Christ. And so I've been very purposeful okay. about that. And then also um, just trying to set aside uh, times of prayer where I really focus on what Christ you know, has done in coming into the world and trying to reflect on the meaning of that. 
And, uh, but I'll, I'll admit it's not easy, uh, but I found that even small portions of time during the day can help me stay focused. So what about you? You got three kids, uh, busy ministry life. Yeah, How do you do that? We're, we're just starting into school life with V, and so that's real fun. We had his first uh, kindergarten Christmas kind of celebration and, and concert. And um, we're, we're, I won't say we're extraordinarily busy, but uh, we're getting there, right? Mm. Um, I know for myself, one thing that I've had to really learn to work with is taking some time throughout the day just to pause and, and stop. Um, I mean, times of silence work really well as, as well. Coming over here to the church is a nice uh, venture because no one's here during the day and you could just take a moment to kind of pause, to look back, reflect how everything's going and kind of refocus yourself. Um, and I will, I will say it, it gets tough. Mm. Um, I know taking time to pray is definitely one of those things that helps you reorient uh, and get back into the correct mindset. But then I also, I, th I find as I continue to work with my family, that helps keep the, the focus on Christ. So we're, we're trying to teach our boys, you know, the whole aspect of Christmas is really centered on Christ, the gift giving, mm. the time with family, the time with church, the time doing things and, and, and maybe even service uh, in, in those areas are all because of what Christ has done for us. And um, I, I feel like as we, we talk about it, it helps recenter some of that. Uh, that's always not perfect and sometimes it's mm -hmm. rushed. <laughs> sure. But it, it does help bring the mindset and create yeah. a mindset in their mind that, hey, this is something that's important. Yeah, um, yeah. You know. yeah. being purposeful, intentional, always room to grow. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, let me ask you, what is one thing during the Christmas season you look forward to that comes up? Um, whether it's in church, church life, whether it's in your own personal life, whether it's something in culture. I mean, certainly Christmas Eve service, um, I always cherish that hour. There's something special about God's people coming and focusing exclusively on the birth of Christ. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the, the, the candle lighting, uh, singing Silent Night, I mean, they're all traditions, but you know, I don't think they're bad traditions. I think they can be very valuable. Um, it's often a time where unchurched people come to church, which is always exciting. Mm -hmm for a pastor to preach and to know there's people in the congregation that maybe are church now that will never be in church uh, the rest of the year. So that's one of the church um, things that I look forward to. Obviously Christmas is also a time for family. So this year we're all gonna be together uh, for Christmas and, uh, and spend a few days just uh, enjoying each other's company. And so that's, you know, laughter, good conversation, games. Um, enjoying you know some good food but also focusing our attention on Christ so that may be um, you know reading or singing together um, I remember when our kids were younger we would um, yeah we would have like a little mini service um, at home and we'll probably do something similar to that and uh, maybe divide up different responsibilities when our kids were little um, you know Caleb would lead the singing and uh, you know Joshua would do a short devotional <laughs> and uh, and I was responsible for something I remember but as the kids get older, the dynamics change, but still that idea of we want to keep Christ uh, central. Sure. So that's definitely another thing that I'm looking forward to. Do um, you have anything special on the docket? Um, I mean, one thing we love doing is taking one of the nights that uh, we have off and just go driving to see Christmas lights. Mm. Um, something about just lights in the darkness, you mm. know, it, it always speaks a, a load of truth 
Um, you know, the John one brings that idea. Uh, the light came into the world. Yeah. The world, of course, is filled with darkness. The darkness can overcome it. And Christmas is a great time to see that where your days are shorter, darker, and yet at night people light up their neighborhoods with Christmas lights. So we enjoy going around and seeing that as a family. We'll load up the boys in the car. We'll turn on Christmas music. Mm. Uh, we'll drive around. We, we'll usually give them hot chocolate or something mm. to carry with them, and we'll go look at lights. Neat. So that's that's one thing I'm thankful for. One thing I, I really like also with the Christmas season is the Christmas music. And this is going to sound a little bit weird, but the diversity of it. Mm. Christmas music isn't just in one style of music. There's, I mean, genre upon genre of Christmas music. Yeah. And I always chuckle when I see like my playlists pop up because I'll have jazz, which is, the, this is the time of year I really enjoy jazz. <laughs> it's just, it's really fun to listen to in a Christmas style. But then you also have like pop and rock and, you know, classical music w with it all. Mm. Um, I mean, everyone has, it seems like a Christmas album but they all have different takes. And yeah. it's a weird reflection on how God's made us all different. Um, we all have different preferences and styles and we hear things differently. And mm. some people have brought that into music. So it's just one of those reminders of the diversity that yeah. God has created us with. Yeah, neat, neat, cool. Well, I hope you enjoyed this little uh, conversation uh, that uh, Pastor Peter and I had, uh, just a little window into our lives, mm -hmm. our families and, um, we also want to make use of this opportunity to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas yep. and a Happy New Year. And we're looking forward to all that God has for us in 2023. So may God bless you. And again, thank you for watching.